What's the haps, paps? <laughs> <laughs> it's Sophia's Choice, the Internet's only Golden Girls podcast. My, only? Only. <laughs> yeah, so if you see others out there, they're imposters. Exactly. They're the mighty Mugdar Funko. <laughs> <laughs> so my name's Brent, and I'm joined by my very own versions of Gladys Goldfine. I've got the one who came with prepared remarks, Alan. Hello. And the one who is feeling cocky enough just to wing it, Ski. Every time. (laughs) After Alan reads those prepared remarks, we'll pick our MVP and award the episode up to eight slices of cheesecake. If time permits, we'll also choose our favorite line of the evening. (laughs) If time permits. Yeah. Alan? Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, today we're going over uh, Season 6, Episode 17, There Goes the Bride, Part 2. Original air date on this one was uh, February 9th, 1991. Is this one you need to have seen Part 1 in order to enjoy it? I'll give just a little overview of part one, oh, just yay. in case anybody didn't know. I don't have I don't have prepared remarks for part one, but I, I have some if you'd like me to read them. <laughs> yeah, if you could, that'd be great. <laughs> I think his prepared remarks are just his entire recap. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Get our first two hour episode. Right. We can squeeze in quicker without the room shots. Early on. We... <laughs> <laughs> was that a dig? <laughs> Early no, on. We... I was just... We've had a two hour episode before. Oh. Yeah, really in the theories. It's been a long time since yeah. we. Uh, Hit those. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we have just giant sidebars? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, it wasn't because we were so in depth on the episode. I mean, that was back when you were, I think, even more detailed on your recaps. Mm-hmm. You know, down to like wardrobe choices and whatnot. <laughs> but I think also back then, you know, we just had you know more little tidbits from our lives we've not shared. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now it's like we've not really done any new living since yeah. then. So. so we have to really like mine for uh-huh. any, any new chunks to, to exactly. unearth. Uh-huh. We've shared our whole stories. Well, keeping on the uh, trend of multi-writers, uh, written by Gail Parent and Jim Vallely, uh, directed again by Matthew Diamond. So this, uh, did I already say February 9th, 1991? Was I, don't the air so. I don't believe so, no. Okay, well, there you go. Now you have that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to give a little recap of the episode, if you didn't happen to listen to us last week or haven't seen this episode mm-hmm. anytime recently, the setup is that Dorothy and Stan are going to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia is against it. Um, she has said if they get married, that Sophia, or basically that Dorothy's more or less dead to her. I mean, I think she said she's out of her family, basically. Yeah. As somebody who just lost a son a couple weeks back, <laughs> she's running out of kids to... Yeah, exactly. Wow. And the other one's in California, so yeah. maybe she's planning to move out there if uh, Dorothy does end up tying the night with Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the B story that we have going on is that uh, Rose has gone to dinner with a friend of... Uh, Miles, who, as far as uh, these episodes are concerned, is still just Miles and not Nick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that or this, Arnie. yeah, exactly. And that this friend uh, has an ex-wife uh, who is quite scary to Rose, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of obsessive. Yeah, exactly. Been, been calling her and harassing her. Mm-hmm. And so sending her rabbits. Yeah, Myra is her name. Um, and so Rose, Do you have to look that up. What's that? <laughs> Do you have to look that up? Uh, no, I was just checking something else. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's like, "Look, I see how my four one k's doing." <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, Rose has got this woman Myra who has been stalking her. We have not met Myra up to this point. We Correct. do meet her in this episode, though. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. So Stan and Dorothy getting married. Getting married, I think, basically today, as far as the episode goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rose afraid for her life because yeah. of her dinner with a friend of, of Arnie's. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so anyway, uh, scene one. Uh, when you're with Arnie, your family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, 
The episode starts in the kitchen with Sophia trying to hook Dorothy up with the local uh, cobbler. <laughs> Errol is his name. Um, this is pies, not shoes. <laughs> correct. Um, no, shoes. Not pies. Not pies, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she says that he repairs their shoes. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> that would be pretty great if he repaired their pies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's he going to do to put you in a chicken pot pie? <laughs> I don't know. I think... I think if he's a cobbler, then he specifically does cobbler. What's difference between a cobbler based. and a pie? I don't know, but I don't know if I'd want a meat-based cobbler. This <laughs> 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 sounds gross. Yeah, it really does. Sounds like a meat-based thing that's all like some sort of uh, sweet crumbles on the top or something. <laughs> 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 Which I'm not a big fan of sweet and savory mixed together. Uh, um, only once in a great while, but yeah, I like a good chicken pot pie though. Do you? Mm. how do you feel about a McGriddle? Uh, <laughs> yes, I like them. Okay, <laughs> so so you're, so you're okay with sweet and savory mixed together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not opposed to it or whatever. Do you prefer um, a, a honey glazed ham or an unglazed ham? Um, I can go either way. Um, I do like a um. <clears throat> So if we're talking honey, I like um like a hot honey. Oh, okay. you know, like, like a spicy a, type honey. Exactly. Oh, okay. And you get like some <laughs> some chicken and waffles with a hot honey on it. Yeah. Mm, that's good. I almost had that for brunch yesterday. Mm. Okay, Sorry it didn't work out. That's okay. I got the avocado toast instead and it was just as good. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's such a downgrade. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I thought about uh, I don't know. I thought about going to the Super Bowl, but instead I went to a pee wee football game. <laughs> it was just as good. <laughs> you love chicken waffles that much? No, but <laughs> avocado toast versus chicken waffles with hot honey on it—that seems like a pretty big, you know. Depends on how much you like avocados, I guess. I guess. Um, it came with a side of fruit and everything. And ooh! It was, and, the, and, and the toast was a you know a local artisan bread that had just been fresh baked, and mm. it was really good. All right. Like I asked the uh, the waitress, like I I was going back and forth between like literally like seventy five percent of the menu, mm-hmm. and I couldn't decide. And I was like, "What would you recommend?" And she rattled off three things, and of the three things, um, the avocado toast was the the best of the bunch. For I me. just like the idea that she gave you a quick once over, and she's like, "You seem like an avocado toast kind of a man." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I agree. Um, Helena got the. I don't remember. Um, she got the oh the breakfast tacos. Oh, okay, they're really good. Like she gave me like you know a third of one of them. Okay, oh, very nice. I'm glad it worked out for you. Yeah, yeah, no complaints. Indeed. So, it was just uh, breakfast time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it was like 10.30ish when we got there, whatever. It was brunch. So. Is that Easy Rider next to the Hi-Fi? And okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm not aware, but uh, I, I trust you on it. Mm-hmm. So, I went back and forth, and if I was going to talk about Errol being a cobbler, or if I was going to say something about the elves that made shoes or something like oh, that, yeah. I felt like I needed something in there, but... yeah. Anyway. I think we've uh, exhausted the cobbler bit. I'd say so. <laughs> have you seen that cobbler movie with Adam Sandler? I have. It is excellent. Really? I liked it a lot, actually. Hmm. I don't think so. Not that, I'm re- not that I recall. To, to call it excellent might be a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a good movie. Is it better than Punch Drunk Love? I've never seen that one. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Punch Drunk Love. Um, mm-hmm. I know that it was kind of the one, like the first one that Adam Sandler did that was more of a dramatic role. Yeah. Was it like a dark comedy or something? Wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's like the Jeffersons. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
So Dorothy politely declines uh, Errol due to her upcoming nuptials with Stan. Uh, we find out that Blanche is getting ready to interview potential new roommates since Dorothy will be moving out and, and with Stan, apparently. <laughs> Dorothy says that Sophia is also moving because she can't afford to live there, um, but that tune changes dramatically by the end of Season 7 Correct. when apparently you know they can all move in together at an apartment. Uh, Sophia plans to start working at the local McDonald's, saying, if I can see over the counter, I'm their new fry girl. Robble, robble. <laughs> have you guys had one of those new adult Happy Meals? I have not. It's the stupidest shit ever, in my yeah. opinion. Nick, I don't remember those toys either. I know that they're nostalgic for some people, but I yeah. have no memory of those. Nick, Nicky bought one for just to see what they were like. Mm-hmm. But I Isn't get, it just like a 10-piece McNugget? I have no idea. Yeah, it's just a value meal with a crappy toy. Now, if they put Transformers in there, like the old... Do you remember the Transformers that were uh, food items that would transform? No. I do. Like it would turn from a fry into a milkshake? Exactly. Well, no, it would turn from like a fry into a robot. Robot, yeah. It was so all it was like gotcha. Transformers, but they turned into... I know, do remember that, yeah. I love those. Now, granted, you're... Did you, did you play with it in robot form or fry form? Uh, both. It depended on the mood I was in. <laughs> 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 they have these trans... I, I use the word transformer loosely, but these transformer toys now that are like little metal figures or statue type figures, and it's like... Transformers, exactly what meets the eye. <laughs> because they don't move. They have no movement. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. transforming. Yeah. And it just seems like such an odd thing to be a toy that was cool because it changed. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, people know who Optimus Prime is now. They don't need to see him in truck form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> or you could buy two together. One's the truck form. One's Optimus Prime right. like robot. Exactly. You're just like, wah, wah, and then throw the one behind you. <laughs> That's yeah. the other side. My grandson loves the Transformer, so I'm going to get him this Optimus Prime reaction figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so we find out that, uh, okay, Blanche is going to interview the new roommates, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rose walks in after a near-death experience due to some faulty brakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she believes that Myra might have tampered with them. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you don't remember, Myra is the ex-wife of a, of a friend of Miles. Mm-hmm. She's upset because Rose went out to dinner with the gentleman since Miles is in Europe with students. Yes, the same Miles that is in the witness relocation program <laughs> and had to flee because Mickey the Cheese Man Marin faked his death and now uh, knows that Miles, a.k.a. Nicholas Carbone, re- relocated to Miami after turning state's evidence on him. One can only assume that Rose is covering for him, otherwise the lack of continuity would be almost as ridiculous as that story itself. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, totally covering. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It's to it's for when the cheese man shows up. He's like, Europe, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <There'd be laughs> That's so, where we're going now. There'd be so many other people. I, I shouldn't beat a dead horse since this is two episodes back now, <laughs> but there's so many other people that would also be in danger, apparently, from the cheese man. <laughs> and also, we don't know how did the cheese man get out of jail in the first place. Well, he faked his death, remember? Well, he faked his death, but he would have been in prison already. Well, yeah, he was... He was but he... Broken out of prison a long time ago. That's why oh, okay. he went into witness relocation. I thought he went into witness relocation just because he gave the evidence. I thought it was because he broke out. Okay, perhaps. I could be wrong. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's two episodes back, and I'm sure everything will be resolved in a fine manner here in a couple episodes. Oh, I'm sure now. they'll tie up every loose end. Definitely. <laughs> well, uh, did you have anything else on scene one that actually pertains to this episode? I'm good. Okay. Not a... Well, scene two moves us into the living room where Rose has just installed a new uh, bark bell to scare away visitors, especially those named Myra. 
Dorothy asks if she thinks it'll work, and Rose assures her by showing her a box with a picture of a burglar running away from the house and saying, yikes. A uh, letter is received for Rose, and she fears it could contain a deadly spider. Uh, Dorothy tosses it down and stomps on it with her gross bare feet, and Rose appreciates it, saying, you're wise. You're just wise. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I've heard before that uh, B. Arthur did not like wearing shoes. I think she was barefoot quite a bit, but I was very rare that I remember actually seeing her feet yeah. on the show. Um, and that just, I don't know, I'm not a foot person anyway, but having somebody stop all over a letter that I would then be about to Pick open up. with their bare feet uh-huh. would really not sit well with me. Yeah, same. But. Well, you could just as easily, like, throwing a book down on it. Yeah. Book of Robert Frost poems. Uh, yeah, she probably had that handy even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dog-eared copy from page 73. <laughs> so uh, Blanche walks in and informs uh, them that a roommate candidate is coming over. I think she asks them something to like not act like themselves to not scare away this potential roommate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the door barks, and Blanche welcomes in the recent widow, Truby. Uh, she's been through three husbands and seems like an ideal match for Blanche. Now, mm-hmm. Truby, uh, today we're going to be doing a... Uh, so, Brent, I know you're not a huge sports fan, um, but you're, I think, knowledgeable about most rules and whatnot of our common American sports here. So you know what a double-double is? A double-double? Yes, in uh, basketball. Oh, in basketball. Yes. I was going to say, I think a double-double at uh, the burger place is... Oh, like, like a daily double? <laughs> <laughs> like a double-double. I think it's like a Whataburger or something. It's like... Two meat, two cheeses, or something. Okay. Well, I'm not that aware of Whataburger. Um, I, mean, I don't believe we have a Whataburger in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're pretty much all Texas, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know. What's the one? Uh, in and Out Burger. Maybe that's where the thing is. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, anyways. Nothing burger related, though. Yeah, no. So, what's a double double? Okay, a double double in basketball is when somebody has 10 or more of two different stats. Double digits, basically. Yeah, so it could be like 10 or more points and 10 or more rebounds would be a double-double. Okay. If you have that in three, then it's a triple-double. Okay. So. so like Ron James had like 10 groin injuries? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so. But I don't think, typically it's in one game. So unless he had all 10 <laughs> of those in one game. <laughs> gotcha. One time, Will Chamberlain had a single triple. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so anyway, so today, moving uh-huh. off, I, I, you know, one thing I was thinking about with the deep dives that I used to do more uh-huh. commonly is that I felt like I was just reading off uh, paragraphs of information, uh-huh. which I didn't really care for when I would go through and edit it myself. Yeah. Um, so I've decided I'm going to take a little page out of Brent's book uh-huh. and instead give 10 facts, but I have two different people, so it's going to be a double-double this time. Gotcha. So I'll nice. be giving 10 facts about two different uh, people in this episode. Is one of them Truby? One of them is Truby, yes. Uh, Truby is played by Debbie Reynolds, mm-hmm. a famous... She, she has a few credits, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering if Brent's going to jump in prematurely on this, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you 10 quick facts about Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Uh, her career started in 1948 when she was 16 and won the Miss Burbank Beauty Pageant. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was born Mary Frances Reynolds, but Jack Warner of Warner Brothers changed her name to Debbie, which mm-hmm. I guess she didn't even care for the name Debbie from what Ooh. I've read. Her breakout was Singing in the Rain, which I believe that we had discussed. foreshadowed in the previous episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which left her feet bloody trying to keep up with Gene Kelly. Mm-hmm. But she does credit Gene Kelly with uh, you know, helping her learn how to be have good work ethic and uh-huh. whatnot when it comes yeah. to the movie industry. And to dance backwards. Yep. <laughs> her uh, first husband left her for her good friend Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, she was re- Joey Fisher. What's that? Yep. And uh, she released an exercise video in 1983 called Do It Debbie's Way. 
Uh, I believe there was also a follow-up to that. <laughs> called that Debbie Does Exercise? <laughs> it, 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 that would have been a good one also, but there was a, a follow-up to that video called Couples Do It Debbie's Way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was nominated for a Best Actress for the role, um, for the lead role in the unthinker, excuse me, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Mm-hmm. Her song, uh, That's a ti- Titanic tie-in, isn't it? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure it is. Yeah. Um, well, that's who uh, Molly Brown was on the Titanic. Oh, yeah. was she? She was. Oh, I did not realize yeah, that. Unsinkable t- Molly and Brown. That's Kathy Bates. Oh, very nice. Like that's why she was unsinkable. She survived the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. I did not realize that. Um, I have not seen that movie, of course, but um, I, I've seen Titanic, left. but I have not seen the unsinkable Molly Brown. Hmm. More singing, dancing. Yeah, I imagine so. It makes sense with Debbie Reynolds. But... I'd call it a hoot nanny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her uh, her song "Abba Dabba Honeymoon" was a top three hit in 1951 by Abba. Uh, no, it was by her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, her recording of the song Tammy from Tammy and the Bachelor earned mm-hmm. her a gold record and was the best-selling single by a female vocalist in 1957, number one for five weeks on the Billboard pop charts. Nice. Uh, she insisted during her career in the 1960s on taking Friday afternoons off from the uh, studio to attend Girl Scout meetings since she was the leader of the Girl Scout troops in which her 13-year-old daughter and stepdaughter were both members. Mm-hmm. Uh, she died of a stroke. Including whom? She died. Of, okay, what's that? You talk about her daughter later, right? Yeah, well, I was. And her stepdaughter, Jodie Fisher. I, I was not going to bother talking about the stepdaughter. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and she died of a stroke five days after her daughter passed away. And she is the uh, mother of a princess and the grandmother of up and coming actress Billy Lord. Mm-hmm. So you do then, Ski, know who Debbie Reynolds was off yeah, the top of your head? Oh, just okay. Lady's mom. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so. Uh, she had a pretty. Uh, Stringent fight with uh, Padme, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it is a. Uh, it's amazing because she did have an incredible career overall, mm-hmm. but she'll always, I think, be known as Princess Leia's mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it just kind of trumps everything else, even though she was nominated for an Academy Award and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yeah. so there's a uh, the first portion of the double double yeah. um, given to Debbie Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Her and um, they had sort of her and Carrie Fisher had sort of a. You know, contentious relationship at times mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and that was sort of the joke that, you know, so that's why she died five days after Carrie Fisher tried to steal her thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How did you guys feel about the name Truby? I'd never heard that name before, but I was like, oh, it's probably just like a old person's name. <laughs> like I don't know. I felt like it was like they're like, well, we we were gonna call her Trudy, and then we remembered we already had a Trudy in the episode that no. <laughs> was Dorothy's rivals. So we'll better better change that, and then you just flip that D around, uh-huh. and there you go. Exactly. Now we're, we're good to go. Sounds sounds legit. Yep. <clears throat> so we get into scene three. Uh, the final act of a uh, scene one takes place on the Lanai, where a rehearsal is happening for the next day's events. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam starts practicing the vows with Dorothy, and Sophia comes in to object. Blanche informs her that the actual wedding is the next day, to which Sophia replies, It is? Pretend you didn't hear that. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, I thought that was a nice way to close out the first act. It was pretty funny. It seemed like she could have said she was just rehearsing her objections. That would have been funny as well. So, um, Did you guys have anything else to add to that first portion of our episode? Is the second de- double coming up later, I'm taking it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I make sure you didn't, didn't forget. just forget. No, no, there it is coming along. What about you, Brent? Do you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I'm good for right now. Okay, I'm feeling like I need to go back to my discussion questions uh, to help uh, add out the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
See, it's funny because I felt a little bad because those last couple episodes I've recapped, I've done something similar. Mm-hmm. One, I did discussion questions, and the mm-hmm. next one I did extenders, mm-hmm. which is the same thing. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, oh, I should put a little more effort into this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should have stuck with my original, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> with what I've done the last couple. Gotcha. So. Do you have a favorite Carrie Fisher movie? I mean, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct answer. Do you have a Carrie Fisher movie that's not... Um, Kevin Smith or Star Wars related that particularly stands out as one you love? The Burbs. The Burbs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen The Burbs. It's good. It is good. That's a Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. It's not Steve Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Although, that was the that was one of the years that they could have both been in there legitimately, probably. Yeah. They could have mm-hmm. been. They were both pretty big stars at the time. Tom Hanks was more of an up-and-comer. Yeah. And then Steve Gutenberg, that would have been almost his prime. More of a down-and-outer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like, I thought there should have been a way to flip that up and come her around. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe a down and goer. <laughs> um, all right. Well, getting into act two then. Act two of a uh, sequel, anyway. Um, it's wedding day now, and we are back on the lanai. Blanche isn't a fan of doorbell hounds, but Rose says she's already named them, which I thought was kind of a funny mm-hmm. joke. Uh, we find out that uh, Truby has already moved in and that Rose uh, tied dead fish to the back of the wedding couple's car. As is tradition, you drive until you can't stand the smell, and then that's where you live. So do you think in St. Olaf they would just build a house? Or, <laughs> or if they stopped in front of a house, the people mm-hmm. would just have to agree to sell yeah, it because just, of tradition? This is it. Sorry. <laughs> like we wedding, can't stand this anymore. Wedding eminent domain. <laughs> yeah. The law is a law. We didn't make this ourselves. <laughs> Seems like it'd be nice just to, you know, drive in circles around like lakeside yeah. property. <laughs> right. Like, come on, we can handle it <laughs> just a little bit longer. Um, so uh, the littlest goth, Sophia, uh, walks into the scene and Rose gives her a valuable piece of St. Olaf advice. If you hold a bird gently, the bird will stay. But if you squeeze the bird, his eyes will bug out. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she also says that if you squeeze other things, they won't let you back into the pet shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Blanche distracts Rose with math, uh, with a math problem, and Sophia leaves, uh, possibly taking some of the advice to heart. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the math problem was? I think it was uh, 48 divided by 6. <laughs> Say times 6. Times 6. Uh, oh, 8 times, times 6? Okay, yeah. so 48. So. Yeah. I like to do my math the other way sometimes. Too. Yeah, come up with an answer first, and exactly. then you've got Alan, a problem. Alan is what we call a savant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm good at math, but savant would be... So far above my pay grade. <laughs> How many would, calculators do you own? Ah, I don't know. We probably, I mean, you can't my phone because that has a calculator on it. No, computer. like straight up calculator. Probably four or five. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I have one that I have on my desk at work or yeah. downstairs. Interesting. Right? How many calculators do you own? Me personally? Yeah. None. But what, what, about, what about Helena? Yeah, she has like six or seven. Ah. <laughs> Does she ever let you borrow one or you just don't need it? I mean, every once in a while, you know, for my birthday, she'll let me spell boobs on it. Uh. <laughs> it's a good present. A solid present. So, coming up then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A week from today. Boobs. Yeah, by the time this episode's air, Sprint will have already celebrated his birthday. I will. I will. I'll be 46 by the time y'all hear this. Congratulations. You never thought you'd make it this far? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. I don't know. We'll see if you make it to 47. I hope you do, because we still got at least a year left of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I'd feel about it if uh, you died like the day after we finished recording the last episode. I mean, I'd still be sad, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
that was what you're holding on for. Elena tells us, like, yeah, he's had some pretty, you know, heinous cancer for a while, but oh, this was no. the one thing keeping him going. And then so, I had told you, like, I didn't want to do the um, Golden Palace. That's what I was getting ready to say. Like, how did you feel like we get to the reading of my, the reading of my will, and I left you my 26 recaps of the Golden Palace? <laughs> <laughs> Would you go ahead and like read them aloud? I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel like I should honor your memory, so uh, yeah, I would. But I, I would probably not look at our numbers, <laughs> really, because <laughs> it would be just kind of sad. <laughs> like, yeah, so I'm reading here Brent's posthumous, uh, you know, recaps, mm-hmm. and our numbers continue to decline. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't think my reading would make up for your wit, <laughs> even if they were really well written. Uh-huh. I may deliver them with a little, uh, <laughs> a little less speed, so the people. Can, it's in uh, honor of him. Uh, so Brent or Ski just spelled boobs on his calculator. Very poorly. The the, the iPhone text the font. Yeah. Does not reflect reflect well. Of course, you do boobless also. I don't. So. Yeah, I guess it probably. I probably have to turn it sideways then. Yeah, to fit all of it on there. Yeah. Not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of not sexy, in uh, scene five, um, we're in the bridal suite where Dorothy's getting ready and Blanche reveals that she went uh, commando on her wedding day um, because it just, it just felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, Rose wore a white flannel gown with feet sewn in and was married outside in the dead of winter on February 12th. I thought that was odd because she would have been in St. Olaf, you know. Minnesota. Uh, yeah, yeah, northern Midwest. and uh, But I don't know, I guess then having the feet sewn into your, into your <laughs> gown would have probably been a positive. Um, Truby starts uh, comparing weddings and funerals, and the only difference is that after the funeral, it's okay to date. Mm-hmm. I felt like that she did a really good job in her uh, guest part here. Yeah, um, I did too. Feels like she should have been a... I would have liked to have seen Truby as a recurring guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her better than some of her other... Certainly and better than Stan. I <laughs> thought, yeah, I thought they, they moved her in real fast. Yeah. I mean... We commented on how fast they were moving with the uh, the wedding and stuff, and that kind of makes sense, I mm-hmm. guess. Like when you talked about, you know, considering their age, and she'd known Stan her, you know, entire adult life anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So why wait? Yeah, she didn't have to run a background check yeah. or anything. But this Truby guy, gal, I mean, they just met her, and they're moving around immediately. Yeah. Even on top of all the busy, busy stuff going on with the wedding. Yeah. yeah seems I mean, like too much, too fast. All she knew about Rose is that she was missing a cat. <laughs> or found a cat. <laughs> right. So Dorothy uh, Dorothy takes some old snot rags from Rose and a bracelet from Blanche and talks about feeling queasy. Uh, Sophia comes in um, in a fine-looking blue dress and gives Dorothy her blessing. So I guess Sophia's supposed to be the something old. Mm-hmm. And then the borrowed and the blue are from... Rose. Yeah, from Rose's... Uh, Tissue, not tissue, but what handkerchief yeah. that she gives it to something new. Well, let's say I guess the 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 borrowed was the pearls or the, something. Right, that bracelet. So the, so the old is the one uh, handkerchief, the new is a different handkerchief, and then the borrowed is the thing from Blanche that she you know tells she has to make sure to give back. Very emphatic about that. So, all right, we move in uh, to the next scene. Uh, to the living room, where Sophia also gives Stan her blessing, but says if he hurts her again, that she will make him miserable for the rest of her life, adding, if I lay off of meat and dairy, that could be as much as five years. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the door barks again, and uh, Myra saunters in. She says she won't bother Rose anymore, and that her uh, daughter is checking her into a lovely place called Shady Pines. Uh, Sophia offers her, 
escorts are off to uh, give her the lowdown on on Shady Pines. Think about who will trade what for cigarettes and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. um, and Dorothy comes in. Stan introduces her to his best man, Marvin uh, Mitchelson, mm-hmm. which brings us to the second half of our double-double for oh, the nice. day. So did either of you have knowledge of Marvel Mitchelson prior to this episode? I had no, no frame I didn't reference. look it up. I yeah. meant to, but... I looked it up, and I was like, well, he was in my blind spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had never heard of him at all. But, I mean, the Dorothy the audience, seems impressed. Yeah, Dorothy seems impressed, and the audience seemed to recognize him. Like, they gave yeah, a yeah. reaction. Yeah, they were acting like he was Judge Wapner or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> never seen or heard of him before, but, um, but now you get ten quick facts about him. Okay. So he was a, an American celebrity lawyer who pioneered the concept of polygamy, or not polygamy, <laughs> palimony, uh-huh. uh, calling it a marriage with no rings attached. Uh, the general idea is that you should still get, um, have some marital rights if you separate from someone who you're married to, or not married to, but someone who you've been with in a, what's like a common law type relationship yeah. situation. He uh, won a landmark Supreme Court uh, case protecting in. Uh, indigent defendants right to legal counsel i did not read into that um to see more specifics but that does seem like a pretty big supreme court case to win Mm -hmm. that would you know guarantee people that they'd get representation even if they couldn't afford it basically um he won a case against actor lee marvin uh causing him to be ordered to pay 104k to his uh, ex-live-in girlfriend the case was later overturned and lee marvin never paid but it still did set a precedent uh, he represented Robert De Niro, Mickey Rooney, Sylvester Stallone, and many other celebrities and or their exes. Mm-hmm. Um, at his height, he owned a 38-room Beverly Hills mel- mansion and four Rolls-Royce automobiles. Wow. How many bathrooms do you think are in a 38-room house? Well, are we counting those as part of those 38 rooms? I don't know oh. bathrooms. So you think it's like 14 bathrooms, 14 bedrooms? <laughs> Could be. Um, I mean... Because it doesn't say bedroom house, so 38 rooms. Now, granted, I think that when they're listing those things, I feel like there are certain things that don't count. I don't know that bathrooms would count or not. Yeah. but So that they don't count. Let's say it's 38 rooms minus any bathrooms. I'd have to guess at yeah, least. Yeah, quite a few common rooms, I would think. Yeah. Right? Like a bunch of living rooms and maybe a den or mm-hmm. yeah. home theater. I would think at least six bathrooms for yeah. 38. That seems reasonable to me. Yeah. I could even see them going up a little higher than that. Because you figure you'd have one on the master bedroom. Yeah, yeah. That's my follow-up question. So imagine it's 38 bedrooms. Uh-huh. Do you think then you need at least 24 bathrooms? 24 still seems a little high to me, but because um, I would have to assume if you have that many bedrooms that it's the It'd idea almost that, be like like dorm style at that point. Yeah. Um, like have a common bathroom down the hall. <laughs> right, just have like one that has like the shower thing in the middle that everybody can go in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, like we... They're all adjoining suites to the same shitter. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before, but it's a scene uh, where uh, Ski went to high school freshman year, and I went there sophomore through senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, their bathrooms were like the kind that was like a prison type uh, situation, where it was just an open room with showers <laughs> along against the walls, no separation of any kind between between showers. Yeah, when you let a priest design it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luckily, I uh, I did my freshman gym class at Cathedral, oh, and gotcha. so they they did have uh, stalls yeah. and whatnot. Their priests were a bit more modest. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, when he I guess apparently when he was asked for his autograph, he insisted on giving at least two. Um, I don't know if it was like one for you and one for your friend. <laughs> Maybe so they have something to split in the divorce. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Well, that's probably right. That's actually I bet you're I bet you're totally right on that. Mm. 
Um, he apparently once served legal papers to Marlon Brando by helicopter. Uh, he was accused of rape by two women in the early 90s, but authorities declined to prosecute. But he was later sentenced to 30 months in prison for tax fraud. You'd think a lawyer, especially a good lawyer, would know better than to like try to play it fast and loose with the law. Well, And it's weird, too. I think about this type of stuff all the time with super rich people who get in trouble for tax um, type stuff where it's like, even if you paid your taxes, you would still be really rich. If you can own a 38-bedroom yeah. mansion and, you know, four mm-hmm. Rolls Royces, I'm sure you could still have a 28-bedroom well, <laughs> mansion and two Rolls Royces and so, have paid your so taxes. So, really, I mean, I, would, I consider this kind of a sick truth, but there are so many tax loopholes that even if you went by the letter of the law, you'd still be able to, like, probably pay a minimum of taxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, they can, you know... <clears throat> The super rich have lots and lots of ways to get out of paying uh, a reasonable share of their yeah. income for taxes. So, um, so it is pretty ridiculous when you're actually concealing income to not have to pay on it. But he got what he deserved. Um, I guess he cried on his first day in prison, but uh, eventually formed an opera appreciation society, ran the library, and helped other inmates with their appeals. Um, and I guess he worked all the way up until uh, his death uh, from cancer, even still working in the hospital in his last few days of life. Mm-hmm. So, so there you go. I had no idea who Marvin Mitchelson was, but mm-hmm. now we all know a little bit more about him. Superstar lawyer mm-hmm. and convict. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Possible rapist. <laughs> Let's be honest. Probable rapist. But, um, but that was the 90s, so uh, times were different then. So anyway, after Stan has introduced Marvin to uh, to Dorothy, he then presents the uh, war and peace of prenuptial agreements. That was the <laughs> thickest document I've ever seen handed to anybody legally. Yeah. Um, where he, what well, and I love the fact that he's like, you know, we're about to have the ceremony. Could you just read and sign this real fast? <laughs> right. <laughs> what were you going to say, Brent? I was just going to say, you know, I think that does sort of disqualify him from being my MVP. Uh, <laughs> so, just barely edges him out, does it? He, he may have escaped the law, but <laughs> he'll still get his just desserts. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny because I was when I was writing the line about Stan presents the war and peace of prenuptial agreements. The first thing I had to go back and look because I wanted to say, and let me tell you, it was the worst of times. But of course, <laughs> that is not from that book. Yeah. Um, Taylor Two Cities. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so thankful that I took a moment to uh, be like, oh, I don't think that's from that. I better check. And they're like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, that's a Taylor Two Cities. Yeah. Brent would have definitely called me out, but I called myself out. So I think it's uh, job. even better. Uh, I would have said and kudos on bringing it up anyway. Yeah. yeah. Good content. Like, this is the best of times. It was the worst of times. That was the uh, opening line to Miles to Go by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> 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 Well, uh, anyway, Dorothy calls off the wedding and asks Stan to leave. Uh, Dorothy goes out on the lie to announce that she won't be making the same mistake twice. Yeah, I don't know. That whole thing, it really didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I mean, with everything they've been through before and the fact that Stan has seemed to have turned a real corner Mm -hmm. over the last uh, three, four episodes that we've seen him in, It was disappointing to take him see such a hard right back in the direction that he was uh, yeah. at before. It seems like Dorothy would sign it just because she would have more protections this time around than she did the first time around. I mean, it seemed like Stanley bled her dry oh, the yeah. first time. 
Yeah, I mean, at least this time. Well, I mean, it doesn't seem like she has, like, fucking two nickels rubbed together anyway. Um, she's renting a house from no, her friend. <laughs> she won't have to give him a nickel when she's well, done. I guess she doesn't have a nickel to give. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It just protects him. I could even understand if he was like, hey, here's something that protects a portion. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, you don't yeah. bring in a celebrity lawyer if you're just trying to protect a portion yeah. <laughs> of your assets. Yeah. So. He made him his best man, nonetheless. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> so he must have been close. Well, the episode wraps up in the kitchen with uh, Rose comforting Dorothy and telling her the uh, photographer got some wonderful shots of the guests leaving with their presents. Uh, Truby gets the bad news and she is a, that she is once again a transient, and Dorothy decides that her and Sophia should go on the honeymoon together to Aruba. Mm-hmm. I think Sophia makes some sort of comment like, oh, Aruba, I love Aruba. Mm-hmm. Where's Aruba again? Yep. Um, which was solid. And then Dorothy starts to cry, saying that her worst nightmare has come true, that mm-hmm. she's going on her honeymoon with her mother. Yeah. Truby takes all this like a freaking champ too. Like oh, she yeah. is not knocked down one one iota. It seems like she's like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. But yeah. you guys had the best. <laughs> yeah, we should have gotten a couple more Debbie Reynolds appearances on this uh, series, yeah. but unfortunately, it's the only one. Yeah, I do think that um, you know, when Sophia asked, you know, where Aruba was, I wish they would have said it was, you know, by Jamaica and Kokomo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would have been out too. Yeah. I was about to say that song came out at this point, but all right. Well, we had a uh, real quick. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are we doing it now or later? Uh, we talk our favorite nomination, favorite line. I, I think you know what. I think we're gonna skip that this episode. I'm doing the recap. I get it, or I'm doing the. Okay, well, hosting. <laughs> I, I didn't like any lines. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I don't. But I don't know what my favorite one was off the top of my head. I it was um, Truby talking about Rose. Yeah, it's like. Is she crazy or stupid? And Blanche is like, we think she's a mix. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> was a really good line. I, I love that line so much. Did you have anything else you want to add before I told my uh, guest actors? Um, I think I'm good for right now. Okay. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, Ski? I don't think so right now. If I think of something later, I'll tell you. Though. And I also did not really have any standout lines. I did like that one, though. Mm-hmm. So I'll just throw my hat into his. Well, mm-hmm. I guess my favorite one was when uh, Sophia had said that if she laid off of the meat and dairy, that that could be as much as five years, mm-hmm. that she would uh, essentially haunt yeah. Stan or make his life a living hell. Yeah. I think my second favorite line was, um, you know, when the wedding planner said, excuse me, Anita Bryant. Mm-hmm. I got a kick out of that one. And they brought back the guy from the wedding before, remember? Yeah, I think Brent's <laughs> actually referring to a line he said in the one before. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thankful that that wedding planner this time was sparsely used and not nearly as much of a caricature as he was his first time around. Yeah. I really wish they would have brought back like the priest from the first time around, too. Mm. Or at least one of the previous priests we've seen. We've had so many priests, and they've yeah. never repeated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd think they would have, like, more, like, maybe one on standby at this point. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'll just go ahead and say the joke that I, I'm surprised Brent hasn't said that that's because they just keep getting moved from parish to parish to avoid prosecution. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't Rose's uh, natural dad be, you know, willing to step in? Billy Barty? No, the no. one who... Oh, Father Martin? Yeah. yeah. He probably went back to St. Olaf, though, I think, yeah. to, you know... Can a Jesuit marry somebody? I have no idea. Uh, he could always leave the priesthood if yeah. it meant enough to him. So. I can marry people. Good. Happy for you. <laughs> you can't right now, though. You're already married, Brent. No, I mean, like... I, oh, I you're ordained. Reformed. Yeah. Why did you get ordained? 
Who what? Why would you have gotten ordained? Is um the Church of Deuteronomy. Okay. From the Big Lebowski. Ah, so you went ahead and got ordained because yeah. it was from the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Have you ever utilized your uh, abilities, your powers, you, not to actually marry powers. somebody, okay. um, but like in our, you know, like info bank for work or whatever, we have to list all your certifications and everything. I do have it listed there. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel about it if, um, if you know, like your boss or whatever insisted that you perform their wedding? Do you think you'd be all right with getting up in front of a bunch of strangers to? Like, oh, let me check my job description. It's like, oh, other tasks as needed. I guess I got to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we had a ton of guest actors in this episode. Thankfully, several of them were repeats. Um, Herb, mm-hmm. El- Herb Edelman as Stan again for 20 out of 25 episodes. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him in a while, have we? Uh, it's been well, at least one week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Since you looked at me. Uh, we had uh, Ray Burke. He was the uh, caterer for the second time out of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg Wiley. She was Myra. Um, this is her third episode out of four, although uh-huh. her first was Myra. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the new folks. She had a Star Trek, right? Uh, I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. If I see they've been in the the episode before, mm-hmm. if it's not their first episode, then I skip over caring about what their other credits are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had Jack Blessing, uh, appropriately played Father Monroe. 131 titles that for... That was a good name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect for playing a priest. Uh, 131 titles for his name, or for him. This is only Golden Girls. He was on uh, 21 episodes of uh, George Lopez as Jack Powers. He was also in uh, Talladega Nights as Jarvis. Do you remember Jarvis in that? I do not. He was like their butler type uh, person at the house that the kids were treating like shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were jerks. Yeah. Uh, one episode of Walker a... and Ranger, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> one episode of a Star Trek Deep Space, Mi- Deep Space Nine. And then Brent uh, might have remembered him from 17 episodes of uh, In Moonlighting as McGillicuddy. Mm-hmm. So did you recognize him from that? No. Oh, okay. Also, I believe they prefer uh, Deep Space Nueve. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only if you're watching on Telemundo. <laughs> on the Ocho. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So uh, Meg Wiley played the first ever villain on Star Trek, the Talosian Keeper, in the pilot episode The Cage. Ah. And then uh, she also appeared in... Um, uh, Batman 66 in the Black Widow Strikes Again episode. Very nice. We probably discussed that the first time around with the old Meg. Yeah, but, maybe. But I'm totally fine with you bringing it up a second time. Sometimes you just got to run down the clock. Yeah. <laughs> or run up the clock, if you will. Exactly. Um, so then, of course, uh, Marvin Mitchelson played himself. This is his only role as an actor. Uh, Milt Overman played Errol. 52 titles for him. Only Golden Girls. Nothing particularly you know, noteworthy. Uh, Cleto Augusto was the photographer. Uh, 27 titles there, and again, only Golden Girls. And again, nothing particularly notable. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, Debbie Reynolds, she played Truby. Yay. 443 titles for her, 87, oh, yeah, as, yeah. An, 87 as an actor. I'm assuming most of the rest were either as herself or in soundtracks and whatnot. Yeah, probably played herself in a Debbie Does Exercise. Probably so, as well as couples do <laughs> Debbie's exercises. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because uh, she did voiceover work, too, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, she did quite a bit. Um, was she in All Dogs Go to Heaven? I don't know. She may have been, but I doubt it. Was she it. in Lilo and Stitch? Yes. She was Lilo and Stitch. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, How many uh, Land Before Time movies was she in? All of them. Hmm. Except for the most recent one, because she was dead. Hmm. So. Did she ever voice an Ewok? Uh, I don't know, but I know she at least three times said Nub Nub. 
Classic Debbie Reynolds. Uh, yep, that's what she was known for. Uh, <laughs> Nub nubs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but this was her only Golden Girls. I can tell you that much yeah. for sure. Uh, she had twelve episodes of Will and Grace, uh, mm-hmm. one of which she was nominated for Best Guest Actress. I think as in, for an Emmy. Yeah. Uh, she was Charlotte on Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. She played Grace's mom. I don't know. Um, but she also on twenty six episodes of the Debbie Reynolds Show as Debbie. Uh, she was how many episodes did that one run? I believe it was twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> but if you watch it back to back, it's seventy or uh, fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> you watch episode I, twice. Fifty two. <laughs> so uh, then there's uh, of course uh, Molly and the Unsinkable Molly Brown. Apparently about the Titanic, from what I heard. Uh-huh. Well, it's a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The prequel to the sequel, um, and then a uh, scene in the rain as Kathy uh, Zeldin. So that is all the credits. Like I said, quite a few guests in that one, but at least yeah. we got got a few that were pretty easy repeat guests. So, mm-hmm. so that's all I have today. Cool. Um, so who is your MVP ski? I think I gave it to Dorothy this time. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I. I didn't really care for this episode a whole lot because mm-hmm. I didn't care for the first one, and this was yeah. just like an extension of that one. Yeah. In fact, I feel like uh, part one, they, it seems like they tried to cram a ton in. Uh-huh. They crammed in a lot less than the second part. Yeah. It seems like they just draw, drew out a lot of the scenes. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought I was, I guess, a little proud of her for the fact that she wouldn't be taken advantage of at the end there. Mm-hmm. How about you, Alan? Uh, I gave mine to Dot also. Um, really? Yeah, I thought that she was the best uh, available option. Uh, really? Tr- Truby, if she was in more of the episode, I could have definitely given it to her. But oh, no, she's, she's, she's the one who got my MVP. But uh, continue. Just, th- that's fair. But I just felt like the Dorothy. Um, I, I I liked her overall in the episode. I thought she did a good job. Mm-hmm. I liked the lines that she gave pretty well. Yeah. And uh, and the fact that yeah, she did stand up for herself at the end. Yeah. She just liked the stepping on the uh, envelope part. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do say, um, like you know, Ski mentioned, the part one was too packed, so they didn't really have enough room for Truby. Um, but I would have liked for them to have found a way to get her in two episodes, you mm-hmm. know, both part one and then part two, because yeah. you just can't get enough Truby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It's a shame we don't get Truby back, and I kind of regret my MVP vote, but I'll, I'll stick with what I have. Yeah, You've thrown away so many that sometimes I need to throw a couple here to the main main actors. Yeah. So uh, I think when it comes down to MVPs for this episode, you should always say it's been Truby or not too Truby. <laughs> <laughs> you almost, you just, you almost had it. Almost, <laughs> you're so close. Truby or not Truby, right? <laughs> <laughs> the mouth can't move as quick as the old brain, <laughs> right? <laughs> so all right, so we've done the MVPs. Um, we talked about our favorite line. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Anything else we normally do in these things? You I mean, sometimes some we cheesecake. I was going to say sometimes we quantify our feelings about the episode. <laughs> All right. So, how many slices of cheesecake would you give it, Alan? I gave it three and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was all right. And on the one hand, I am—I was happy that Dorothy stood up for herself at the uh-huh. end. And obviously, I knew that you know like we know that they're not going to actually get married and completely mm-hmm. change the show. But at the same yeah. time, I would have almost rather. I'll be truthful. The whole time I thought, oh, Stan's going to cheat with Truby. Oh, like, that's what she, that's what she's that here for. That would have been great. And I would have almost been more down with that. Like yeah. uh, that return to form for Stan. I, I did expect some kind of impropriety. I didn't 
I thought the <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's a tree scandal. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I figured he'd do something to piss her off, right? <laughs> I just thought it would be more major than here signing this big old document. Exactly, he would do something and not think of the children. Who <laughs> <laughs> right. weren't at the wedding? Right? Yeah. Yeah, who weren't invited. <laughs> See their parents reunite. Exactly. <laughs> we got we got other stuff going on, Mom, Dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe next time. And Michael knows if he shows up, it's going to be served with uh, child support payments by <laughs> <Right>. Mitchelson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. How many slices did you give it? Oh, I think I just gave it three. Three. One less than last three week. So, um, I mean, yeah, I give it four. You know, I really like Truby. Yeah, <laughs> so. Truby certainly did raise the episode in a general sense. Um, mm-hmm. And just her sort of getting to know Rose. Like, I mentioned the one line that I like, but pretty much yeah. every interaction that she had, you know, when, like when she introduced herself, she's like, no, my husband's dead. Mm. <laughs> you know? yeah, I was a little torn on my feelings about her and Rose, because yeah. on the one hand, I thought it was funny, but then there's the other part where it's like, hey, you don't know Rose well enough to be taking her. shots. Yeah. I mean, even though she wasn't taking them directly at her and, yeah. and taking them behind her back. Yeah. Um, that that I wasn't sure that I was on board with. Yeah. So. I, I do kind of wonder if, you know, maybe they brought her on just to, you know, get B. Arthur to fly straight. <laughs> it's like, you know, we can replace you with... <laughs> <laughs> Look how easy it would be. I don't know. I'd almost think it was maybe more Rue McClanahan because <laughs> her character was a lot more similar to Blanche than she was to Dorothy. <sighs> I would love to watch a show with just, you know, Truby and Blanche yeah, together. Just, just yeah. letting it up all over the town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would, have, I, would, I would definitely enjoy that as well. Yeah, exactly. Just that sort of frenemy attitude that they had towards one another. Yeah. I got a kick out of. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't like, get more of her in the they series. Like, they said, oh, I'm the same age as you. She's like, oh, to lose your husband so young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, I feel like I'm sure it was a bit of stunt casting. I mean, because... <laughs> Now, granted, it's not like she was... I feel like that she didn't get the applause that she should have when she entered. Like, fucking Mickelson got a bigger reaction from the right, crowd yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. than what Debbie Reynolds did. Yeah, um, But I know that she kind of went through ups and downs in her career. Yeah. Well, I think it was also just because, I mean, he was doing a cameo while she was playing an actual role. Sure. You know, I don't know. I, I still feel like, think the intro should have been bigger. Yeah, right? when she I walked mean, in, it like, should have been like a, oh my gosh, well, no, an applause but, break. But she would have been much better known back then anyway. Yeah, yeah, but but I think they only do that when somebody's playing themselves, like you know Burt mm. Reynolds or Bob Hope, mm, you know. Yeah. But like when Mickey Rooney showed up to play Sophia's boyfriend, he didn't get the big applause like that. Uh, maybe it's it, it may have to do with that when they probably are a more major part of the show. Mm-hmm. They there's probably something prior to or they already see them. Whereas when it's a cameo, maybe they really do hold them back oh. to where the audience doesn't get to see them at all until gotcha. they come in for their big gotcha. reveal. So you think um their audience is given a playbill ahead of time and they're like, ooh, Truby's gonna well, be sure played by the you applause know, sign back Zelda then Rubenstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> probably have the applause sign, maybe they have like a brighter applause sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, now we mean it. Um, <laughs> they gave Debbie the dim bulb. <laughs> I feel like that. They got a dimmer switch, yeah. Yeah. My sister has uh, pointed out before how she's, I don't know, finds it irritating. And I think that's something she heard from someone else, but finds it irritating that all the terms for someone who has like a bad attitude are are women names, like Debbie Downer, or um, I think she had some others, but 
Debbie Dimball, but that's a good one. We should just start using that around her and just act like it's a normal phrase. <laughs> right. No, Debbie Dimball, you know. Yeah. Gets right. less applause <laughs> right. from the sign. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean you're calling someone stupid. It just means that they're less famous. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Less notoriety. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> less supported De- by the studio. Deserved or not. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so I think we, we checked all the boxes mm-hmm. for this week. Yeah. Um, what, what are we doing time-wise? Oh, we're over we 50 have, minutes. We're in we, good shape. We are? Mm-hmm. So do we have time for me to uh, you know, ask Coco to stay golden? I'd say we do. Sweet. All right. Stay golden, Coco. I think you're more telling him to stay golden than asking him, though. Really? Yeah, wouldn't you say? I don't think there's a question mark at the end. I think there's a period. <laughs> yeah, Com- like, commanding statement, right? Yeah, you're not like, stay golden, Coco? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I'm just extending my <laughs> well wishes towards him. So yeah, oh, right. Fair enough. <sighs> <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.